Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerasi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. Well, sensual greetings and today's podcast episode is all about intimacy. I love that because it's so relevant right now and especially also in a pandemic. Let's see how we create that intimacy. So much. And you know what? I was having this experience um, on our tribe call, actually, Megana, recently, where there we are all behind our computer screens, connecting, sharing feelings and everything. And then just this, this sense of frustration, like, oh, you're so near and yet you're so far. And I actually had this kind of physical experience of wanting to reach my hand through the computer screen and physically touch and hug and be in the presence of our tribe. And yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now with intimacy. What about you? Absolutely the same space. And I think intimacy has been so platonic recently. So intimacy recently has been very much about connection, has been very much about how I relate to people and how much love, how much trust, how much communication, honesty, vulnerability there is. So it's very much this deep connection that I have created with people. So be it online or in person, but mostly nowadays it's, it's online. And to my surprise, it is doable. I'm smiling and I'm just thinking about our relationship. And yes, I know, you know, we met in this intense inner leadership program and still a lot of the work, all of the work that we've done in the last year has been online in these Zoom calls. And I've always found it exceptionally easy to connect with you. There's an openness there, there's warmth, and it feels like a very natural process. And it's surprising, right? With some people, it's so easy to create that intimacy. And with others, it's not. So what are the barriers to intimacy? Love that question. <laughs> I'm noticing myself moving as you say that. So that's interesting too. Just trying to work out what my body's telling me because I feel our bodies are such good guides when it comes to, to intimacy. One of the barriers on, on a personal level to intimacy, to creating intimacy, to being in intimate relationship with is... If somebody's really stuck on their mental vision of something, they're kind of in their heads, they're processing very cerebrally. I feel like I'm kind of not included somehow. It's like their thought process and somehow I'm witnessing them and not a part of it at the same time. So I know on a personal level, I need to feel that emotional openness to be able to connect in. Oh, I'm laughing because I know that so well. sometimes you are in a relationship and we're so much in our head and we have so different experiences of how that relationship is right and we create so many stories in our head and put them in boxes and expect something totally different of what they're actually going to do and it's so funny how we are able to create all that and how we're able to be in this relationship and 
all by ourselves in a way. Yeah. And it's interesting also to watch you, you know, I'm very fixated on body and I see you there with your hands kind of up almost like, you know, <laughs> like claws or something like it feels like there's a lot of gripping and a lot of energy in the upper half of the body. Exactly. <laughs> What's all that about? Very, it's very much that gripping and that holding to, to what it's supposed to be, but in your head. And that's the funny part. That's, that's what, I, what I'm laughing about it because it's, it's so much the ideas and the stories and the expectations that we create instead of actually what it really is and opening up to that space of communicating honestly and clearing this kind of assumptions and stories that we create and removing that gap that is in between us to create that much more love and intimacy. And I feel for me, that has been the barriers of creating intimacy the expectations that I hold of what it's supposed to be and also what you were talking about, right? That it's very much the stories that we hold in our head and that grabbing of those stories. Well, I fear deep down is, I think, fear. Fear of being rejected, fear of not being seen, not mattering in that relationship. And here, again, I'm not talking just a romantic relationship. It's Every relationship has intimacy in it, need to have intimacy. I really hear you. And as you say that, the phrase really letting your guard down comes to me. And the place we're in, when we actually make that decision, I really want to make a connection with you. I want to be in an intimate relationship, whatever kind of form that's going to take. And I'm basically kind of naked as I create that. Because to let you in, I have to let you fully see me. And wow, that's vulnerable. It's courageous and no wonder there's so much fear around this. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly what usually people talk about intimacy. It's into me see, right? And definitely you need to be naked. And by being that naked, you're also opening yourself up to yeah. be hurt. And the guards are put up because we need to protect our hearts. That's hence the guard, right? That's what the cost of intimacy it feels in a way. Are you willing to actually see what's the pain that you can suffer? I really am feeling what you're saying there. And that's where the fear bit is, isn't it? It's can I handle that pain I might experience if I reveal my full self, leave myself open and it goes wrong in some way. I don't get seen. I don't get met. And yet, from our personal experiences, I think I can speak for both of us and many people that might be listening right now, nine times out of 10, when we really take that courageous step with somebody where we have a good feeling and we know there's a good basis for trust and relationship, only good things are coming from there. So it's ironic how all this fear is there. And yet the reality is usually far better than the fear would have us believe. Yes, absolutely agree with that. And I feel there is also a trust in ourselves and a trust in our intuition and our bodies that you will actually know when to open yourself fully up and let those guards down because it is a process. And I know that we're also talking a lot about opening our hearts and staying open and creating the intimacy. And at the same time, we cannot make ourselves wrong sometimes to wanting to protect ourselves. It is part of the whole process, I feel. And giving ourselves the time to 
being gentle with ourselves and being patient with the process of letting those guards down and trusting. So trusting is a process, I feel. It really is. (laughs) And thank you for speaking to that. It's actually connecting me back to sensuality, the whole kind of focus of this season. As you were speaking, what was kind of dawning on me was how to be intimate and in that open place. For me anyway, it's a lot about opening my senses as well, allowing stuff to come in, allowing myself to hear things and feel things and sense things and, you know, touch things. And so uh, there is a vulnerability even in the opening of our senses when it comes to intimacy. And on the other side of the spectrum, when I've had anxious moments, for example, being in an airport or something like that, I feel myself physically going into shutdown mode. I feel like my vision becoming very narrowed down, my body feeling almost in a smaller space and me shutting down my senses because I can't take the information that's coming at me. And so I lose that even intimate connection with myself in that process. Yeah, I think there's something coming for me around our senses being a real guide when it comes to feeling into intimacy generally. Yes, absolutely. And I love that you made the connection with our theme, our topic for this season, the sensuality. And I feel definitely having this intimacy first with ourselves, being able to be truly honest with what we are and opening our senses. I feel I get this again, when we open our senses, we're also able to receive and be connected more to our surroundings, to everything that is around us. And I feel that part of the receiving and the being is very much linked with sensuality. And it's like the portal of bringing that sensuality out into the world. Yeah. And it is a very, a very sensitive place to be in, (laughs) to use senses again. And I'm just like thinking of some recent experiences actually where as a, a highly sensitive person, I let myself let all this stuff in and it is very apparent and that feels very exposed to me. It's like, wow, I'm feeling all this stuff on steroids. My senses are wide open. I'm in this really wide open place, allowing myself to be seen and felt here. And that is like, there's a real like trepidation in that as well as an amazing sense of kind of excitement that I'm allowing myself to be there. So I'm noticing this kind of like fine line we're on with this all, you know, like, yes, we need to be kind with ourselves. We need to show ourselves self-compassion. We need to be in a place of self-authority. And as I do that, I'm putting my hand on my heart and the other hand on my gut to be connected into those two places in order to navigate this intimacy thing mindfully and consciously and feel our way through. There's no roadmap for this. Absolutely. I love where you're linking into to the roadmap of how we create more intimacy. And I feel from a recent experience, very recent experience that I had with some of my friends, I was in this place where something happened and something triggered me and I closed down. And I totally thought, oh, I will solve this on my own. And that is what I usually do. Like, 
I digest it and because I know there are some old patterns and I try to solve it. And I was so much alone in that experience. And then I caught myself doing that because that's what I usually do. You know, I will go, yes, I know this is linked to this, this is this. And then I thought, yeah, and again, I'm having all this experience by my own and I'm not allowing people in. And that breaks intimacy. So consciously this time, I chose to share it with my friends and consciously say, hey, what happened there? This is what happened to me. And I don't want you to fix it. I'm just sharing because I am, because I know that this will block our relation and our intimacy. Because what would happen then with me is that I will store it, even though I think like I have solved it. I will store it, I will store it, I will store it. And then it becomes bigger, bigger, bigger until I will find myself retrieving from those relationships. And because such a small thing becomes huge because we, we haven't dealt with it and I haven't dealt with it. So I'm super proud of myself that I actually consciously chose to share it and allow people in. That's where the intimacy comes in. That is pure courage. And I just loved hearing that story. And I'm actually feeling really grateful on behalf of our listeners too, because that's what it's about. It's almost like the rewiring thing, because we have so many patterns in us that have come for various reasons in our lives. And it was actually catching ourselves in amidst one of those patterns and deciding to do it differently for the sake of intimacy. And I find your share inspiring and uh, yeah, I'm just so happy you shared that. Thank you. What do you see usually when it comes to your patterns and intimacy? Oh, again, I know you're asking me the question. <laughs> and so what happens to me when you ask me that is I am led to a pattern that I have of assuming the role of listener, of receiver, of cheerleader, of energizer. And as you can hear in a lot of that, there's almost like providing something for other and almost like a sort of compensation that I am assuming <laughs> is needed or assuming the role of playing. And you know what? I love being a cheerleader. I love hearing and listening to people on a deep level. It's what I'm about. It's who I am. In fact, my name means listener. <laughs> the word, the name Samantha means listener. You so I that. love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's Aramaic. And yeah, and I consider myself to be clairaudient. So I'm hearing a lot of message from spirit and I hear stuff. So I love playing that role. And back to the intimacy thing, at times, this can be a barrier to me showing up in my vulnerability in the place that I'm at as I'm in such an ultra receptive place to other that I kind of assume that as a default mode and then I'm actually not leaning in enough on the other person as much as I can even as I hear myself speak to that I feel a bit uncomfortable with that because I hear like wow there's an assumption that the other needs me to be in that role well actually of course not they're naturally creative, resourceful and whole, as we know. I feel like there's sometimes some growth for me there around trusting that the other person will be as receptive and willing to listen to me on a deep level as I am back. And I think I've made really good progress with that in recent years in my life and with the company that I keep. So I'm really happy about that. And I still feel at times there's something 
that I can check in with for myself here around how do I want to show up today? What's present for me? And what do I want to bring? And who do I want to be here? Because it doesn't always have to be the same thing. And I think that's what it's coming down to a kind of like tendency to go to the same place when actually in intimacy, we're always changing. We're always needing different things and we're always needing to slightly shift the roles. So yeah, that got me thinking again. Lovely. One thing that you mentioned there, the needs. And I think that's a very good place to start expressing our needs. And my doer in me is kind of wanting to make like a checklist of what is the roadmap to intimacy? What are the steps? (laughs) What I would actually emphasize, like things that need to be there or how we can create our intimacy is very much expressing our needs, clearing those assumptions and clearing the stories that we have in our head and also clearing expectations and being present with what is. And being honest and clearing communication and being willing to face the pain for the big, big game of being more intimate and loving deeply and unconditionally. No pain, no gain. And I love that little bit of poetic input there, Magena. <laughs> making a poet out of you. I can see it. Of course you are. <laughs> I expect nothing less from you. <laughs> I echo everything you've just said there and I'd like to kind of throw into the mix mess and I think we've both learned in so many ways in these last years that our mess is actually what connects us it's what creates the intimacy it's the thing we bloody avoid all the time isn't it in trying to show up as our glossy version and yet it's the times when we have a good cry or (laughs) we speak to what's actually not that perfect that the other sees human in us and recognizes it And that's what mess does. Uh, It builds intimacy because we're all messy buggers at heart. Let's face it. It might not look like it from the outside, but we all have messy feelings, unresolved issues, (laughs) pasts, struggles, (laughs) challenges. And when we let the other person see that in us, they can see themselves and trust is there. And that's just what you were speaking to there as, you know, one of the key points in the roadmap, which I really think you should create, by the way. I think that's something for your business, Magena. Yes, and on top of it, it's mess. <laughs> I love what you're talking about, the mess, because, yes, there is so much gift in the mess. Yeah. And so much connection in the mess, actually, if we're willing to be open to it and not take it personally. I think also another addition to the guideline. And in these times where we can't rely on physical intimacy as much with our loved ones, we really do have to get creative with creating intimacy in our lives. And we do have to voice out what we need and find different means. And as with many of the topics we've discussed on our podcast, it's always a little bit different every day. And we have to celebrate the wins with this, the days when we get it right, the days when we notice a bit more proximity to those around us and we really sense that and it makes us feel good in our hearts and forgive ourselves when we can't make that happen and kindness all the way. I love what you mentioned there, I really, really love because I think especially now, it feels like there is much, much more need for creating those deep, meaningful connections with each other. I feel, especially now, because people are also understanding more and more how important 
intimate and meaningful connections are that we are reaching out even more to people and we are creating even more these relationships. That gives me so much hope. And I have this image of the heart space being like a flower, you know, like a rose, a pink rose, and just the, the petals actually opening. And the fact that right now in this kind of awakening period we're having in our lives, I really do sense those petals opening. And as with anything new that's kind of beginning to bloom, it can be a little bit awkward. <laughs> and yet it is opening and we can really take heart from that. Yes. So let's keep them open and reach out to other flowers and petals. And let's create a wonderful time for us in this life together. Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares.